How are they, Ralph? Good? They taste like burning. We made it. We made it. GW2 Sauce Cast, episode number two. Your mom made it. That's inappropriate. Moving on. Your mom's inappropriate. <laughs> All right. So, with me tonight is Screwtape. Say hello. Hello. And Sambo. Yes. Yes. That is me. And we made it. Episode two of the Sauce Cast. Um,. So tonight, we are just going to start off. We have got a lot to get through tonight. We have got a lot of beta news. We've also got some uh, uh, pre-purchase information finally released for the pre-order slash pre-purchase. We will clarify what the difference between the two is. Mm-hmm. Remember, check us out, gw2sauce.blogspot.com. And mm-hmm. you can find us on G+, Facebook, mm-hmm. Twitter, mm-hmm. And subscribe mm-hmm. to the podcast on iTunes if you would be so kind mm-hmm. to leave us a review and a rating. That would be phenomenal. All right. So Use let's... actual phonoms. Phonoms. <laughs> <laughs> Phonom. First up tonight, we have the character creation tool featured on our blog. Um, this is just kind of GW2, is it Luna Atra? I think was the website. It's a French Guild Wars site. I think that's the right pronunciation. Yes. Luna Atra. It's gw2.luna-atra.fr. Um, they released a character creation tool, basically just a preview of the background choices as well as just some of the incredible Guild Wars 2 artwork that it is have pretty. come to know and love. If you would like a more detailed breakdown of what character creation is and what all of that Strike that, reverse it. A more detailed breakdown (laughs) of character creation is on Massively.com, along with some other articles that they released. Um, They were in the beta weekend this past weekend, and they've got some good articles on there, some good reads. Um, uh, One of the opinion pieces, which was kind of, it was okay. Didn't really agree with some of the stuff that they said in there, but I'll let you guys read and that. that's why they're opinions. That's why they're opinions. Everybody is entitled to their own opinion, even if it's wrong. Your mileage may vary. No substitutions, exchanges, or refunds void where prohibited, not suggested for pregnant women or those who may become pregnant. Did you say prohibited? Prohibited. Prohibited. <laughs> As in prohibition. <laughs> prohibited. Oh, right. Uh-huh. That means. There you go. I totally understand what you're saying now. <laughs> and the nice thing about this, the good little character creation tools, our amazing friends over at GuildWarsInsider.com actually featured this on their front page and gave us the props for it. Yes, thank you, Guild Wars Insider. We love you. Insider, we do love you. There's nobody on the interwebs that does what you do quite so well. And we thank Or so early. How do you people get your articles up yeah. so early in the morning? Do you guys sleep? Like, at all? Is this morning, I'm pretty sure that I commented on one of the G Plus posts. They released 10 new screenshots from the beta. And uh, it was like, please, what did it say? Something along the lines of, enjoy these while you wait. And there was something like a long time ago with them when they first started up. Yeah, enjoy these while we deal with traffic overload that they broke a server. and (laughs) So, yeah, they got everything up, and, I mean, it was just like there were a couple timeouts for me when I was trying to get to the website this morning. And, yeah, so props to them. That is a great website, great breakdowns, great content. I love the new video commentaries that went up, Airwolf and – Seven, I think, is the one who did the um, uh, Avatar of Melandru one, which was pretty freaking sweet. Anyway, go over there, guildwarsinsider.com, check that out. They've got a complete breakdown of, of a lot of what we'll cover tonight in the podcast, a more detailed information on the Guild Wars beta weekend this past weekend. 
Moving on. Pre-purchase information. Pre-purchase. 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 Notice that I didn't say pre-order. Why? Purchase. It's true. You There's did a difference. Not. There is a difference. Why don't so... you tell the kids at home why? <laughs> April... <laughs> the kids at home. I'm just going to leave that one. I'm not going to say anything. From April 10th onward, pre-purchasers, meaning that you pay for in full up front. Whole thing. We are going to get guaranteed beta access. Hot dog. Guaranteed beta access. Note it does not say when it goes live. Just says guaranteed. (laughs) It's the Pandaria grumble. (laughs) Moving on. Grumble. Grumble. Beta weekend, guaranteed access, a three-day head start before launch, and the somewhat serious Heroes Band. It's the two-ring, because it's not the one-ring. Right, you are right. It is the (laughs) two-ring. You're just not going to let that go, are you? It's awesome. I think it's a great pun. So, yeah, there's three different tiers for the previous. You've got Collector's Edition. Which is 150 bones, which has got some nice stuff. Uh, for me, honestly, other than the soundtrack, nothing that I'm real interested in having as a keepsake. No offense to anybody out there, all you fanboys. But uh, some people really enjoy that kind of art and having that kind of stuff to look at when they're, you know, not spending eternity playing the game. So, <laughs> I for one, why have do people want small this? children? Uh, so yeah, I, yeah. Well, I guarantee you that that incredibly beautiful hand-carved intricate char figure would be missing a limb and or a head in less than three months. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Easily. Easily. I want to play with Daddy's action figure. Oh, <laughs> his head doesn't turn. Snap. <laughs> Anytime anybody ever talks in a voice like that referring to toys, all I think of is XTD Constructor. <laughs> bad, bad toys. Uh, it doesn't bend he- that way. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever hear the uh, remix that that guy did? Voltron. Voltron. Yeah. Yeah. That remix is epic. I love that. Uh, some um, people hated it, but I thought it was awesome. It was awesome. So you've got all the physical items that come with the collector's edition. You've got the ten-inch statue of Ritlock Brimstone. Um, Custom frame with five Guild Wars 2 art prints, a book on the making of Guild Wars 2, a sound... That's long, folks. A soundtrack CD, five in-game items, including a mini Ritlock, all of which... It is a nice package, but again, 150 bones... I'm probably not going to be getting the collector's edition when it comes out. I'll be honest, I'll take the money that I save from the Deluxe Edition and probably funnel it into gems for vanity items. Because that's yeah. more what I would buy the Collector's Edition for. Yeah. You know? I, I, gotta, I gotta agree with you on that. I do have to agree with you on that. The next tier down from that would be the Digital Deluxe Pre-Purchase, which is 80 bucks. which I thought initially, hmm, that's a little more right up my alley. Um, I have bought Collector's Editions of other games in the past. <laughs> a couple prestige, prestige editions of of Call of Duty, which uh, I did buy the one for Black Ops because I wanted that remote control car. Now there's a collector's edition bonus. That is a collector's edition bonus. You get a remote control car that has a spy camera. A spy camera that transmits audio and video to the controller. That's pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, the, the digital deluxe comes with. Uh, Everything in the collector's edition, minus the artwork, the soundtrack, and the 10-inch the, uh, Ritlock figurine. The digital deluxe edition, which comes with the, the Misfire Wolf Elite skill, uh, allows the player to summon a temporary Misfire Wolf pet for use in combat. Eh, we'll see. Ritlock it's not miniature. that big of a deal to me. Yeah. Nah, the mini... Pet in game, the Gollum Banker, which is kind of neat, but I'm not so sure about this. It's like 
you only get it for five days. If it was something that was more permanent, I might be more tempted to go with a digital deluxe edition. Like one use per day or something? I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'd Is even it, be content with like a six-hour cooldown. Yeah. <laughs> something. Yeah. Then you've got the Chalice of Glory. Earn some extra glory with this one-time use chalice. Again, one-time one use. Time. That'd be a whole one. lot of glory. <laughs> I better get a ton of glory for that. <laughs> I want the heavens to split open. I want angels to come down, lights, you know. Hallelujah. <laughs> and the Tome of Influence. This one's kind of neat, but again, one-time give use. your guild a one-time boost of influence. Great for the, you know, kind of the diehard. I'm not saying I'm not a diehard Guild Wars 2 fan. I'm just saying that there's not enough in the Digital Deluxe nor the Collector's Edition to for really extra make bucks. me... Yeah, I mean, it's just, I still get the full game either way. It's a tough economy, folks. 20 bucks buys a lot of groceries. Also a lot of free costumes. Or not. (laughs) 20, 20, as far as gas is concerned, 20 is the new five. It's true. (laughs) Man, I remember paying $2. And the digital edition, you get the Guild Wars 2 game. The end, no questions asked, no strings well, you still attached. Get, you still get the beta access and the two ring. And Yes, now that yes. is that is totally fine by me. Yeah. I will take the three-day head start. I will take, mm-hmm. I will seriously take the guaranteed beta access. Yes. Because I have been itching to play this game. Like and I will I take have. my permanent in-game item. I think I broke my F5 key. Oh man! Waiting, hoping, and uh, praying for a beta invite, but alas, it was not to be. My wife laughed at me when I told her that beta invites were over. She's, <laughs> she's like, "So you didn't get in, huh?" I was like, "No." <laughs> and she's like, "Do your homework." He's like, "No." Why are you so mean to me? And segue, segue, segue. <laughs> Before we move into the beta news, the beta explosion of news, we are going to have a moment of silence for your mom. The sauce. (laughs) We're going to have a moment of silence for the sauce cast notes that went the way of the dodo this morning at about eight (laughs) a.m. And yeah. Yeah. See, all these people are schemers. They make their plans and their little schemes. It was and like I the beta like... information monster was constipated and then <laughs> just like pooped out a whole bunch of information this morning. It so was... are you saying we got a case of beta info diarrhea? <laughs> no, the information's pretty solid. <laughs> That has got to be the crappiest set of analogies I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. Oh. Okay, beta news. High class humor. Beta news. Poopy. The sound of a thousand tears. That's what you heard as the show notes were completely redone. This what does that sound like? Does that sound like... Sounds like nothing. Digital rain, maybe. Did we even have a moment of silence? I don't think we did. Poopy. I've known you. I've known both of you for quite some time, and I've yet to hear a moment of silence. It's true. It is true. So, with all the beta news, Total Biscuit, who, if you don't know who Total Biscuit is, and you're listening to a video, a, a podcast about video games, shame on you. Probably climb out from under the rock that you've been living under for the last six years. I like but biscuits. I do like biscuits too. I like, I like cheese biscuits. Mm. Yes, shiny. <laughs> anyway, shiny cheese biscuits. Our our lovely friends at Guild Wars Insider did a wonderful job of compiling all of the news from over the weekend um, into a post that was kind of running updates throughout the day. And one of the ones that I listened to was Total Biscuit's coverage on pretty much... I mean, he he did some personal story, but he did mostly PvE, um, dynamic events, uh, the combat 
which we'll break down more in detail. And uh, really kind of state of the union. Yeah, really mm-hmm. solid. I mean, he always brings solid information. I followed him somewhat religiously during the Cataclysm beta, and his videos were not only are they hilarious, he is spot on with analysis and just all around very knowledgeable of the way things work as far as MMOs are concerned. And um, he covered, he said that he played just a ton of the events. And and I quote him, he said, without a doubt, this is the best questing system ever played in any MMO ever. That's a pretty big statement right out of the box. It is. I mean, and this is this is right in the beginning of him covering kind of the, yeah, what we said, the state of the game right out the box in the first 30 seconds of the, I guess it was a podcast. I, it wasn't classified as a podcast. It was just a link to the audio file when I downloaded it. And that's one of the first things he says. And that plays right into what I said in the last episode about games in the future, MMOs in particular, being compared to Guild Wars 2. And this to say something like that, after his history, he played Warcraft for six years. I feel like he's kind of in the same boat that we are as far as we played WoW for a very long time. And we're just kind of in limbo looking for the next thing to come along and satisfy that mm-hmm. fantasy-style, majorly epic MMO. We're looking, we're looking for something that gave us the same feeling that we got when we played WoW for the first time. Oh, yes. Because I remember the first time I turned on WoW, I was just like, oh, my dude's wearing weird clothes, but, oh, sweet. Look at all this crap I can do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. First time I played Warcraft was with the Night Elf Druid, and I remember running around. What's the... Why can't Nemesis. I think? No. The tree. Teldrassil. Yes. Brain fart. Hello. Floor fail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can remember running around there just like looking, staring at the trees. Like they just go on forever. They must have 20 polygons. <laughs> <laughs> Without a doubt, best questing system ever played. Makes the world feel alive. You know, to me, just the potential of going out and exploring and being able to get swept up in the story just right out of the box. No questing, no traditional exclamation point over the NPC's head. Go do this, come back and turn it in for your reward. That's just awesome. I cannot wait to get my hands on this game. What well, it is it's It's revolutionary in a way we're not even seeing in single-player RPGs. I mean... Even some of the new, you know, the latest and greatest still have that standard. Skyrim is still very much that way. And Skyrim is a fantastic game. Agreed. I'm not saying it's not. Uh, um, Ambler, same way. Yeah. It's just still... It it still feels kind of fluid, but it feels fluid the way that... um, We've been taught. Yeah, the way we've been taught. (laughs) So we understand what to do, but if there was a non-gamer coming out, like... Just to play that for the first time, they'd be like, okay, so what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to get this quest from who and do what now? And everything I'm seeing here is you're there and there's crap going on. Fix it. Yeah. So You're there and you witness something happening. <laughs> you find out by watching it. Yes. Yeah, that's that's awesome. One of the things that he touched on in this was how failure is such a present thing in the world of Gear oh, yeah. Wars 2 as far as if you say you stumble on a dynamic event and you fail the objective. One of the examples to use was there's a charm mining company and they're under attack from these mole people that keep coming up from the ground in machines and... Here's my question. Are those the same mole people that we help out in uh, Eye of the North? I don't remember. I wonder if it is. It's been be so curious. long since I played through Eye of the North, I couldn't tell you. Because you do, don't you? You help out a bunch of mole people. They're the ones that have like the candles strapped to their backs. Or lanterns, or whatever they are. I don't know. You no-take candle? 
<laughs> I saw that one coming. Bad Sam. Sorry, but I couldn't help it. The the you know in traditional MMOs, if you fail a quest, you just abandon it and start over. You know, mm-hmm. or if you're like escorting, you abandon it. You go find the NPC and you start the escort over again. Whereas What's the Montoya rule. <laughs> when the job went wrong, you went back to the beginning. Back to the beginning. Yes, back to the beginning. And in Guild Wars 2, if you fail, you fail. And things remain in that state of failure. And in this particular example, yeah, if they were trying, the mole people were trying to steal machines. And if they got, I think the number was 12, if they steal all 12, then you as the player have to go and take them back. And if you don't, it will stay that way until you fix it. So, I mean, there's no, it's a very much, it makes it feel very living and, I mean, dynamic. It's right in the title, dynamic events. It makes it feel, uh, while has such a static, static, stagnant feeling in the world because nothing ever changes. It's what you see is what you get. You know, it's like the, the, the scene backdrop for a play where you act out your scene and nothing changes in the background. And that's just kind of what WoW has always been. And with this, like, I mean, it, everything we're playing, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm going to say it every episode, MMOs will be compared to Guild Wars 2 down the road rather than being compared to Warcraft. It's going to happen. It will happen. I think Warcraft will be kind of the granddaddy and EverQuest will fade into the darkness for those who are kind of the children of WoW you know, playing now and didn't really grow up with the whole EverQuest. Shudder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Evercrack. What are you talking about? Asheron's call will always be. <laughs> <laughs> now, if we're going to get technical, we'll go Ultima Online. And we'll... Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Dark Age of Camelot. I think I played that once by accident. <laughs> Yeah, I when I played EverQuest, I was just kind of herping and derping around, and I didn't even know what an MMO was. I was just like, whoa, this is a real person, and they're talking to me in medieval speak? <laughs> this is awesome! <laughs> and and then I found out you had to pay monthly for it. I was like, well, uh, it's See been fun. Later. It's been real. I'm 16, and in high school, I don't have money. So... Yep. You know, one question I did have before we move too far past the dynamic events, and I haven't really been able to find clarification on this anywhere. You know, we do have, obviously we've got the whole bit, the world stays in the failed state, etc., etc. Um, what impact does that have on, you know, the, the NPCs that we depend on in that, you know, take the, the mining company. If you save the mining company... Do you get a vendor or a repair guy? You know, not not someone who's necessarily pivotal, but maybe more a convenience thing. And going back to, you know, larger dynamic events, do we unlock you know, I'm thinking I'm thinking Guild Wars one here where, you know, you had your um, your elite armor crafters in some of the zones. You know, is that the kind of thing that, that you're gonna have to keep a certain area in a succeeded state? to get access to those NPCs. And I don't know if anybody's got any info on that. I'd love to hear it. Yeah, so depending on whether you succeed or fail, this is straight from Colin Johansson, and this is on Guild Wars Insider, of course, because they have everything. It's true. It is They're so the true. Walmart of Guild Wars 2 information. I'm just going to go ahead and, well, Walmart, I wouldn't say that. I would say they have more quality information, and Walmart the has Target? quality merchandise. Uh, the Target's Target? a step up. Target is a step up. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kohl's? Kohl's doesn't have everything. <laughs> I don't, I've, I've only been in a Kohl's one time, and I barely My remember My wife it. drags me there all the time. I'm going to just go ahead and read a quote straight from Colin Johansson and to answer that question for you, screw tape. Also, a bonus tip, after any dynamic event or event chain, it's always a good idea to follow the key NPCs or investigate the area after the event has been completed. If you don't run off, you'll oftentimes find they build new buildings, set up stores, build defenses, kick off new events, repair broken things, build siege weapons, change the weather, have new spawns appear and or change, 
and more as a result of dynamic events concluding. So, in that, I would say absolutely. There are many, 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 many things that will change and or NPCs that appear. Um, yeah. That Check this out. He okay. goes on to say the range of effect on each event varies on a case-by-case basis. If you get the rabbits out of the melon field, the farmer's daughter opens a store and sells watermelon and lucky rabbit's feet. <laughs> That's awesome. If you I don't see how the rabbits were that lucky. <laughs> if you participate in the meta event chain to drive into Centaur lands near Beetleton, you open up merchants who find Centaur weapons and sell them. Conquer centaur lands, causing centaurs to stop spawning in the area. Open up safe paths for caravans to travel to Beetleton and more. So, mm. I mean, again, this is just dynamic, changing, living, breathing world. There is no other game that's going to have this. I can't think of anything that is even advertised. Like a Terra right now is the only other one that's I've I've seen that's got even remotely close to the amount of press and coverage that Guild Wars 2 has. I guess that's a long answer to a long question. That is a pretty short question. A long answer to a short question. Yes. But it wasn't a stupid (laughs) question, so you know. It was not a stupid question. Not a stupid question. Great discussion. It does kind of give, (laughs) possibly shed some light on how they're planning on keeping endgame content fresh. Because when you have this whole, you know, again, use that use that as a platform and carry it out to Endgame, which, as we all know, is, you know, that's kind of make or break for most MMOs. I was just reading an article by the, uh, the Control-Alt-Delete guy about how, you know, he had kind of stopped playing uh, Star Wars because he, they had ground through the Endgame content in about three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty impressive. But, you know, with this kind of system, if you suddenly don't have the ability to buy your your end game gear because you have to retake, you know, the evil bone citadel of Batty McEvilton. <laughs> wow. That was, I don't know whether to edit that out or use that as a spot. <laughs> <laughs> Batty McEvilton. Uh... That was fantastic. Yeah. I, just that whole concept. I mean, you could see that, you can see that really invigorating endgame, you know, because then you have this whole, if the community on a whole slacks off for a couple of weeks, you lose the ability to get to that end gear. Mm-hmm. It, you could, you can literally, you could make the end game gear come from a vendor because it would be more than just, you know, individual, they seem to be really focusing on the whole community aspect. That would be a great way to do it. I think that a lot of what you're saying is is what they are doing. As far as vendors having, I think it's every five levels they have gear that is not relevant. Applicable. But, Applicable. Yeah. Pertinent. Appropriate. That's the word. I would Mine say. Mine were better. Appropriate gear for your level every five levels or so. And what you're saying too about as far as the end game is concerned, they. For all the lower level zones, say you're level 30, and you go to a level 6 event, you are scaled down as if you were level 6. You still have all your abilities and traits, so you will build, you will be a little more powerful than if you were level 6. But right. you will still, if you go up against three mobs, chances are you're going to go down like a sweet muffin. So it's, it's just, <laughs> yeah, you know, part of that is their way of saying the content that we have in this game from day one is always going to be relevant. Sure, you might repeat stuff, but there is... It's still going to be hard. Yeah, it's still going to be hard, which is going to lead us right into what we're going to discuss next. Yay! Mm. Combat. Combat. And TB says that it is challenging. Again, what we were just talking about, it he felt threatened at all times. So it wasn't like, you know, when I when I tank for Warcraft, if I have solid healers, I pretty much do what I want. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of the way it goes. 
And then ArenaNet says, what if we take your healers away? Exactly. <laughs> so you don't have somebody playing whack-a-mole with health bars. And when I tank, I yes, I'm aware of my cooldowns. I'm aware of the proper time to use them. But like I said, if I have good healers, I can lax. I can, I can slack off is what I'm saying. I knew it. Well, I mean, it's, I don't, I'm not saying I do. I'm just saying I'm more comfortable with not being glued to my screen. There's no sense of urgency. No, there is no sense of urgency. And this is but different. But when your though. healers suck, there's definitely a feeling of urgency. Which I've played with a lot of... Like that one time Sam healed. No, I'm just picking. A lot of crappy healers. Oh, trust me. That would have been me. <laughs> yeah, Sam is not a healer. <laughs> That's Sam the one crazy. thing that I just hate doing. And it's not that I'm bad. It's that I don't care. <laughs> you can all die. Like, Sam, that's kind of you all the time. Well, touche. When I tank, I get kind of the same way. Gracie, lay down. <laughs> Money is falling from the sky. <laughs> that's what it sounded like. Scared the crap out of me. <laughs> I have my headphones on, and like she's just snuck up and... <laughs> Spittle everywhere. That's funny. The, the combat's challenging, and, and tanking, too. There's never a moment where I'm waiting for that huge damage spike where I have to move out of the way. It, that's few and far between. and Or hit a cooldown. Or hit a cooldown. And with dodge in Guild Wars 2, if you don't dodge at the right time, chances are... You're dead. Or, or very close. Or, yeah, very close to being dead. This is just... Dodge, parry, parry, thrust. Dodge. Dodge, which in Warcraft is just a stat. There is, is. no activity. RNG. Yeah, it RNG. Is and Guild Wars Insider. DKs. Of course, Guild Wars Insider, which again has everything. Why are you listening to us? Go read Guild Wars Insider. Do it. Or yes. don't. Go. See, you basically, <laughs> you basically just compared us. If if Guild Wars Insider is Walmart or Target, we are pretty much Salvation Army. No, no, Salvo's still got some good stuff. We're more know, of the local saying, mom and pop shop. I think we're more like a Seven Eleven. No, because we're just taking information we glean from other places and regurgitating it in a high handsome, tidy, incredibly yeah. attractive package. I guess we are a thrift store. <laughs> Hmm. We are the thrift store of, of Guild Wars, Guild Wars 2. 2. Well, it's been a good podcast. Yep. I'll see you guys later. And on that note, goodbye for <laughs> Big gulps, huh? Uh, big gulps. Big gulps. So, Beliasta on Guild Wars Insider. I think he's kind of like their resident number cruncher. Napkin math. He just kind of goes dodging 101, and dodging costs endurance, and there is a bar right above the um, skills, the skills assigned to 6 through 0. I'm so glad they have a, a bar. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. Cause... I mean, I knew that you weren't going to be able to kind of spam it, but it slowly refills. Is affected by um, the boon Vigor, which increases its rate of regen. And the condition weakness, which slows it. There, there are also some class trait buffs that increase it. Um, I was just playing around on the, the Alta tool, and I know like engineers have an ability that when they use one of their kit abilities, it recharges a little bit. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, every class has a few things like that. So full capacity, you can do about three rolls, and you do it by the double tapping on the directional key. W A S or D, um, so yeah, I mean it's it's very much action RPG esque as far as the execution and the mechanics of it. It sounds pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really liked. He mentions when you actually go into a dodge, from the time that you the animation begins, you are invulnerable. So you have that time period and that space period wherever you 
kind of curl up and roll to wherever you pop open, you are totally invulnerable. When you pop open, again, you're susceptible to whatever you land in. Um, um, but I think that opens up a lot of potential, you know, both in positioning and in timing. Because if you do it right, you could roll, you know, you can dodge roll through certain attacks. You know, you mm-hmm. see somebody charging up something incredibly unpleasant. If you time it right, now it, it remains to be seen whether or not, you know, is it going to be calculated? Is the invulnerability going to be calculated on when the spell cast is complete or when it would actually make impact with your character model? That's obviously something. I would assume up. it's impact. You that's would think. Around, that's, well, that's what most MMOs have done for the past at least five years. Uh, but yeah, that would be one of the things we'll have to play with and figure out. But it also, you know, you've got the actual, you know, it becomes a, a way to absorb damage in some of the bigger spells. And it also becomes a good way to get in and out of AoEs. Mm-hmm. Uh, just from the stuff that I think we've all been looking at uh, video-wise, it seems like the color code is, if there's an area of effect, red is bad. Which yeah. I kind of guessed. Uh, yeah. White is sort of ambivalent. It <laughs> I think doesn't white really... is allies. Well, white mm-hmm. is, from what I understand, white white is not necessarily affecting you one way or another. It's either it's either a debuff for a mob, or a buff for a mob that doesn't affect you. Right. But if it's a if it's a buff for you, it's blue. So it's a mm-hmm. it's a red, white, and blue scenario. Hmm. Now, is that for world versus world, or have we seen that in like regular PVE gameplay? Um, I saw it in some PVE. There was a a ranger who was he was doing some stuff fighting a couple of caster mobs, and when the caster mobs actually did a it looked like some kind of ice storm sort of spell, it left a red area of effect, and he rolled out of that. And there were other ones that were white that didn't do anything for him, and it didn't seem to do anything for his allies. So I don't know exactly what those were. And then there were ones that. You know, one of his allies, I think it was a uh, guardian, did some kind of buff spell, and that did show up as a blue ring. Hmm. And this this was in PVE. It was in a some kind of ruin, but they were going up against you know several several enemies, and they seemed pretty stationary. And I can't see real people doing that, especially not in Guild Wars Two. Yeah, <laughs> when no one should be sitting still ever. Yeah, true story. That's uh. That's one thing that's going to be definitely difficult to figure out is um, not standing still. I mean, I mean, uh, we talked about that last podcast, but but I mean, that's <clears throat> like that's the one thing that I think is going to screw with every single player, good and bad, from previous MMOs mm-hmm. is not being able to just stand and nuke something. Yeah, I actually think you'll see a lot of PvP players really flourish. In PVE, because they're kind of already used to that, you know, Absolutely. never sit still sort of mentality. So abilities in combat. He said every ability was useful. There was not, it, if it was mm-hmm. on your bar, chances are you were using it. And it's not something like, you know, in Warcraft where you have, your class has 80 skills, and you well, might use 20 of them. To me, the biggest example is the hunter. Um, in Warcraft, because, like... I used, for the most part, I used a lot of abilities, but I also had, like, 16, at least, it seems like at least 16 other abilities that I didn't even have on my bar Yeah, that I just wasn't using because mm. there was no need for them. I think that's a side, a side effect of the whole tree system, too. You know, when you, when you create a tree system but don't necessarily restrict the skills in it, you're going to have mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of ability clutter. Yeah, quantity versus quality definitely is a problem that World of Warcraft has, I feel. And and Total Biscuit has a great quote from his podcast today. WoW is the only game that we know that has more abilities than you can feasibly bind <laughs> to usable keys, yet still requires no skill to actually play. <laughs> I think That's he just, so true. I think he just pissed a bunch of of, uh, of of WoW players off by saying that, but it is true. It is very true. And uh, homogenization. You know, yeah, skills actually have to be aimed in Guild Wars Two. Yes. You can't just target, and I mean there is a target locking, but you know you do have to physically aim, be facing your target for abilities to go off. 
How has anybody seen how unforgiving is that? I'm pretty sure. I mean, I think he said that Total Biscuit even said that it's pretty easy to miss. So I don't know if it's. Oh man. I don't know. I'd be well, curious I to wonder see what the if... PVP ramifications of that. Yeah, because in Warcraft, if like your hit isn't at the same spot, isn't capped, like you're going to be missing all the time. Yeah. Right. It's a number roll miss, not a. Yeah. But location. is there is there anything that like is similar to hit in Guild Wars Two? I don't think there is. Uh. I have shaky hands. This could be bad. <laughs> Had to take up smoking. <laughs> uh, no, really, honey. Good. It's for Guild Wars. It's for Guild Wars too. I'm actually allergic to tobacco smoke, so guess it's going to have to be something else. Eh. Buy a bottle of vodka or something. <laughs> uh one of the main reasons I think why I chose Total Biscuits coverage on this to really kind of dissect tonight is because he played a Guardian, a Ranger, a Necromancer, an Elementalist, and a Warrior. I think that's a pretty good, rounded opinion on combat. That yeah. is, I mean, that's that's over half of the professions that are available to play. Have you guys been looking at the uh, Game Breaker TV Interviews that uh, you've at all? Did, I did look at some. I haven't watched it in probably a week or so. so there a, was uh, one t- that was posted today. You just played a warrior, a guardian, and a ranger just to get an idea of the whole ranged thing. And it was, it, I mean, he was really funny. Like, he was just talking about combat and how it actually makes a difference. What you're like, and he really got to the point that you, all your skills matter. Yeah. And um, yep, like he was talking about how he was doing a PvP battle, a world versus world uh, match, and this warrior just started doing his like I don't know what skill it's called, but it's Blade Fury in uh, Warcraft. But I guess they spin faster in Guild Wars. And he said he put up his big blue like shield thing, and the warrior just came running at him, and then he just heard a thump, and the warrior went down. <laughs> That is awesome. <laughs> like I was dying when he. Oh, when I he gotta said watch that. this. So it, it's I was the, I was uh, actually talking with Echelon about that earlier. I was watching a thing on the uh, the keep um, hard points and the yeah. the weaponry, and there was a guy who was just you know he's firing at a bunch of bunch of uh, opposing players down on the field with a cannon or something, and a guardian runs in and pops up the reflective shield, and all of a sudden this guy's flaming cannonballs are getting bounced back at him. <laughs> <laughs> like. When and I hear stuff like that, it makes me yes. really, really excited. <sighs> that is like, why I'm playing Because like part hearing that one skill alone kind of makes me want to play a guardian, and <laughs> I've been set on playing a ranger or a thief for the past ever. Well, ever since that I've heard about Guild Wars Two. Yeah, and on <laughs> to go along with that, every time I hear pretty much anything about any skills. To do with any profession in Guild Wars 2, it's like, man, this sounds really awesome too. Okay, uh, I just need to settle on one class and really, yeah. just, you know, you, you got to settle with the amount of content that is in each profession. You 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 really just need to set yourself on one is yeah. one one profession and learn it really yep. well. Otherwise, like you're just gonna be screwed. <laughs> yes, definitely <laughs> Sc- screwed. So. I mean, ugh. I can't. I, it's it's, it's it, getting uh, harder and harder it, for me because uh, now I do actually kind of want to play Guardian. Guardians were similar enough to Paladins as far as I guess their generic. It's the it's the good guy melee caster thing. Yeah, yeah. it's it's the kind of the artwork too. The sword, the shield, the mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the skill animation. The Guardians look a little more epic in Guild Wars. Calming too. blues oh, yeah. as an overall palette. For abilities, they look awesome. Yeah, but oh man, because I oh man, evil green for me, boys. Evil green, evil <laughs> green. all the way for you. Mm-hmm. That was an easy peg for you. Give me my army of minions. I still really think I'll probably just end up being a ranger, just because you will. I like That's what you know with arrows. Yep. 
It is what you know. So all in all, uh, Total Biscuit just kind of wraps up his his overview and says PVE is just extremely enjoyable. And um, this is what I, I, I wanted to get through and really kind of discuss and focus on um, for part of the combat discussion is it feels very next generation. And mm. for what, I mean, for him to say that, that that's, I mean, it's total biscuit. We, we already covered his, his, a little bit of his history and he knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. So everything that arena net has said, everything that they have set out to accomplish as far as trying to make this something new, something fresh, when he says that, that all my doubts, you can pretty much just throw them right out the window because that, to me, right there says that this is everything that ArenaNet says it's going to be. And yeah, I just am looking forward to slapping my 60 bucks in ArenaNet's hands and saying, give me beta access and really finding out for ourselves. That's going to make podcasting so much easier. Take my money. Quit fighting and take it. Yeah. <laughs> Futurama. Shut up and take my money. Oh, man. Moving on. Moving on. The flavor of the week. This is a... Yeah, I guess you could say it's a new segment. We're only in our second episode. and Everything's new. Exactly. Your mom's new. Your mom's new. Oh, Sam. Oh, Sam. I know it's an old joke, but I still love to use it. It's older than your mom. Actually, it's not. <laughs> that was like a joke within a joke. It was, it so was an inception joke. Jokeception. <laughs> Flavor of the week is where we are just going to cover what we've been playing during the, the couple weeks off, reading anything and everything, kind of just what we're doing. I think this segment's going to have a short lifespan as soon as we start playing Guild Wars 2. <laughs> I agree. Anyway, so Sam, why don't you go first? Why don't you just take it away for us? What have you been? Well, this week, um, I'm in school right now for uh, music writing and production, so I've been writing some songs. Uh, I've also been playing the original Guild Wars a little bit, just to refamiliarize myself with kind of the Guild Wars view of things. I played it a long time ago, but. Um, I'm playing the free trial right now, and I'll see if I I'll see if I buy it, but I might not. Uh, I also went to see the Hunger Games. Nice. A couple days ago, that was fantastic. It was intense. That yeah, it just kind of it was just kind of like flowery, and then boom, in like tension, and then like it kept throwing more and more tension at you, and didn't let up to the end. And yeah. even at the end, there was still more tension. And even yeah, and even the ending was just kind of awkward. But it it is a trilogy, so they kind of have to keep it that way. Yep. And I get that. Um, I actually, as soon as I got home, I've ha- I haven't read the books. Um, as soon as I got home, I downloaded the uh, trilogy on my Kindle. <laughs> so as soon as I as soon as I'm done reading the book that I'm reading right now is uh, uh, over. I'm gonna start those up, and I'm not sure if I'm gonna read the first one since I saw the movie. Yeah. That takes me back to high school a little bit, um, but man, there was just there was just so much depth to that movie and to that good. story it in general. Awesome. And I think that makes me want to read the book. Yeah. Also, after watching that movie, it makes me want to learn how to use a bow. <laughs> like it's, it's I just, the hunter coming out. And yeah. yeah, it really is. Because I was like, I looked at my wife and I go, "Honey, I really just want to buy a metal bow." and steal arrows and just shoot crap. And she goes, not at home. <laughs> not at home. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's essentially what I've been doing. Other than that, you know, I'm just kind of doing the usual, taking care of the kids and making sure they don't die. That's always a good thing. <laughs> yep. Screw tape. What you been up to? Oh, let's see. Uh, still getting in my daily dose of... Uh... Command and Conquer Alliance's beta. Just doing that. That's kind of fun. That's one of those web MMO, you know, give it 20 minutes a day and it's happy and fed kind of things. Still a lot of fun, though, especially for the the old diehard RTS people like me. Nice. Uh, reading, other than tax forms, really not much getting that done. 
Yeah, I've um, yeah, been busy doing a lot of house stuff. We're officially at T minus three weeks for the baby, so that's Ooh. obviously eating up time. Yeah, yeah. Is this your uh, first? <laughs> third. Oh, good lord. <laughs> crap you want a fourth one for <laughs> i didn't say i wanted a fourth it was uh, this is the third oh third okay <laughs> <laughs> sam are you done with two right now i'm gonna say yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah right now i'm done with three but we'll see how that goes yeah most of the time when people ask me if we're gonna have another kid i say we have two because we don't want three <laughs> Nice. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, gaming wise um, obviously still doing the Guild Wars 1 Sojourn uh, just about done with Nightfall I got like two missions left on that I accidentally started doing some Eye of the North stuff because I wanted to round out my hero skills found a great build finally that I think I'm going to run with for all the heroes that was kind of nice um, and I'm doing a smidgen of Dungeon Defenders here and there. They just released a patch and added oh, a few I more levels. It is so much fun. I love finally figured out some good farming spots, so I've been farming stuff. I forgot that you had it, Sam. We need to play that. I have it on PS3, though. Oh. When it, when well, it goes on you. sale, I might buy it on PC, because my friends that I was playing Dungeon Defenders with on PS3 kind of all abandoned me. So... But it's yeah. cheap on Steam. Let me, let me guess. Let me guess. You played the Hunter class. Huntress. Huntress. Excuse me. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but if it's you play true. it on if you play it on PC, there is a male version of the Hunter. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. Yeah. Hmm. The PC's got the PC's got all the cool stuff, man. There are like skins and costumes and two other heroes and yeah. Do you know there's a barbarian? There's a barbarian. Yeah. There's a barbarian. A barbarian's pretty sick. It's actually the barbarian looks awesome now too because the St. Patrick's Day free costume pack they added basically uh, gives him it gives him the kilt and the Celtic look. So he's got like the blue paint and awesome. everything. Yeah, so he's running around with these two big honking axes and a kilt. I'm like, this is my new favorite. <laughs> Just because he has a kilt on. Like, well, yeah, I, he totally played... looks like the crazy Scotsman now. It's like <laughs> <laughs> I played, I've played the Squire. And the Huntress the most. It's too bad that they didn't give him like a Sean Connery-esque voice. (laughs) (laughs) They really have voices, but yes. (laughs) There's like... (laughs) Yeah, it gets annoying after a while. I'm pretty sure I fell asleep one night while playing it. But I think that's because I was playing with you, Screw Tape, and a couple others. And you were all like level 50-something and I'm level 21. Oh, yeah, we got to get power leveled. And I was standing on top of an archway. Oh, man. Just pegging things in the back, and I was like... I remember I did a quick match one time on Dungeon Defenders, and I was like level, geez, 10. And I did a quick match, and suddenly I'm in, like, the insane level of... um, uh, Which one's the one on the rooftops? Ramparts. Ramparts. Spires. Yeah. And I was just like, holy crap, that's a lot of mobs. And then I look at the other guys, and they're, like, level 65. I'm like, oh. And, like, they didn't kick me or anything, so I just kept going. And then I went from level 14 to level 32. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I was yeah, like, that's the way crap. to do it. Oh. I, I finally figured out the the perfect method. So, I, like, I'll just I'll get all my defenses set up and switch to whatever hero I want to level and just sit there. Because what it does is it doesn't uh, – whatever defenses you build – it doesn't scale them down if you switch to a different hero. It keeps them with their original stats. Yep. That's what I've been doing with uh, uh, my squire and my monk because my monk sucks, and the monk yeah. sucks in general. <laughs> See, so, I really like the monk. I think they're a lot of fun to play. I just, uh, just that you start out with that stupid aura that doesn't do anything. Uh, I figured you were gonna make a bald joke. Well, no, <laughs> I can. I was well. It was, it's kind of funny because I was playing it, and uh, my daughter walks up and goes, "It's a baby." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. So yeah, Guild Wars, Dungeon Defenders, and Command and Conquer Alliances. That's about all I've been doing game wise. So what have I been up to? Well, I don't. Nobody know. asked you. 
You can ask me, or I can ask myself. <laughs> so, Echelon, what have you been up to? Why, thank you for asking. How pleasant and polite of you to ask. Jerk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've actually been playing a little bit of Warcraft lately. I know you're Why? shocked. Why? Wait, are we talking World or Warcraft 3? World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft. I've been playing a hunter. I, uh, Hunters I, are awesome. They are. They are. I, I got disengage, and oh, I gotta man. tell you, that's the best skill in World of Warcraft, hands down. <laughs> Nobody I will agree. ever convince me otherwise. I aggroed two mobs the other night, and I'm a night elf, so of course I can flip everywhere, which is just awesome yeah. anyway. And I told my pet to go kill one. While spamming kill command, I targeted the other, did a backflip, and disengaged. Uh, scattershot the mob that I was... Att- no, 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 not scattershot. What's the one... What's the other one that, like, slows him down? Um, oh, concussive shot. Concussive shot. I concussive shot the second one, and then nailed him with a steady shot, and he went down like a sweet muffin. And, uh, oh, yeah. Meanwhile, spamming kill command... And, uh, yeah, it was awesome. It was really fun. So I've been playing a little bit of that. Um, I got a saltwater fish tank, and I've been In messing well? with that. No, 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 no. Come on now. When did they late. have player housing? I've been messing with my head. It's late. But anyway, I got a saltwater fish tank. I put some more live rock in it this week. and Did you get any clownfish? Yeah, but th- those will be the first ones that I get, just because you have to name one Nemo. Oh jeez, they're just—they're really easy to maintain, and um, really, I've been told the opposite of that. I'm talking about the clownfish. Oh, saltwater tanks. Really easy to keep. But uh, saltwater tanks are easy to maintain once you get them set up. It's—it's it's the setup and getting the water, the right pH and alkalinity and nitrates and nitrites and all that good garbage. Well, if you need if you need that, just pee in it. <laughs> That's essentially all you really need to do, right? I need more nitrates. Take a whiz. It wouldn't be that funny, but it's twelve thirty. Oh. So I've been messing with the saltwater tank. Um, not really a whole lot other than work. And I did start reading the first Guild Wars book, The Ghosts of Ascalon. Not too far into it, but it's... Are you really into that stuff? What do you mean? Just reading the extracurricular oh, yeah. junk? I, I own... I just can't do that. I own The War of the Ancients. Oh, you do. Arthas, the Shattering. Um, you gonna well. get Tides of War? Uh, I don't know. The cover, I did see the cover art for that. It looks pretty awesome. I'm wondering what they're gonna do with Jaina, though, as far as her story. Yeah, I doubt it. Is she not dead yet? Dumbledore dies. Dumbledore dies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. Oh, man. But uh, yeah, so I, I do enjoy reading, but and that's why I want to get the Kindle Fire so I can read without a book light. That would be awesome. Well, the, it seems like every other week, Amazon is has a contest to get a free one, so you should check that out on Facebook. I will have to check that out. With that, don't forget to check out gw2sauce.blogspot.com, our G Plus page, Facebook, Twitter. And subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, rate us, and leave us a review. And until next time, thanks for listening to the Guatusa. I'll come back next time, you hear? If you don't come back, we'll cripple Sam. It's true. If you had to guess, which kneecap is your favorite? (sighs) My butt. (laughs) What? Okay, both it is. (laughs) 